You're listening to Better Than Yesterday, a podcast that will inspire the chase to your best self. My name is Angelo Kelly, and I'm a creator who escaped the traditional nine to five. On the show, you'll hear conversations with elite athletes, mindset coaches, and everyday people who talk about their personal journey to a life of passion. I appreciate you guys being here. Now let's get rolling. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Better Than Yesterday podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. My guest is Will Brault. Will is the photographer behind the popular weightlifting Instagram account, The Barbell Stories. If you guys are in the weightlifting community, you've definitely seen him work. You've definitely seen him running around at different national competitions, just uh, getting pictures and videos of everybody who's awesome at weightlifting. So this was a really fun conversation. Will's a great dude. And uh, just a heads up, we did actually record this before nationals got canceled. So the stuff we talked about at the end in Atlanta will no longer apply. But otherwise, great conversation with Will. I know you guys are going to dig this one. Will, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I would say besides for like hook grip and uh, weightlifting house, you're one of the people who are doing the most for the sport of weightlifting in America right now. That... (laughs) Thank you. That means a lot to hear. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, so uh, so Barbell Stories, you got your Instagram page, you're doing photography, you're doing videos. Tell us uh, how you got started doing that. Uh, so I got into weightlifting back in 2014. Um, and at the time, I was like super heavyweight. I was 200 I think 70 or 280 pounds at the time um and I was just going to the gym recreationally to like try to lose some weight um and I saw my then team like UW Whitewater they trained in the same uh facilities like normal folks and I watched them like snatch and clean and jerk and it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my life um and so I started to train with them um and they were coaching me and stuff, but I wasn't going to be like a good weightlifter. I was just like, um, super mobile and not at all athletic. That was the first athletic thing I've done in my life. Um, but I, uh, took a camera to the second weightlifting meet I went to because the first one, I didn't know any better. Um, and I just started to like record my team competing. Um, and I would just make like these, videos of them and like us and like these like shorter documentary style like pieces um and I just kind of continued to do that while I was weightlifting for them um and then my then coach Adam Latella he got a job after he graduated so we both had graduated it's been like a year um after we were both out of Whitewater um uh, sorry, he was still in Whitewater. I was out of Whitewater. Um, but he got a job up at Northern Michigan University, the Olympic training site there. And uh, he wanted me to go to, it was 2018 finals and it was in Milwaukee. So we were both, he's up in Michigan and I'm in Madison, Wisconsin. So it was like an hour drive. Um, and at this meet, it was the first time I'd had the confidence to, well, it was also my first national meet, but confidence to, take photos and videos of folks who like weren't part of my team. Um, and I just sort of sent them the 
photos and stuff I took of them and they actually really liked it. And I was like, cool. Okay. I'll just go to the next national meet and try it again because I have vacation time and not doing anything else better with it. So, um, yeah, I decided to just like make a uh, Instagram for general photography. And then I just leaned very heavily into weightlifting because it was the sport I loved and, um, what I really wanted to actually photograph. So it's just kind of that. Where'd you get the confidence to do that to kind of, you know, you have your team and you're there for a specific purpose, but you just start, you know, filming other people, taking pictures of other people. Where do you think that came from? Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, I'm, uh, uh, just sheer curiosity, um, more than confidence, I would say probably, uh, the one person I can remember very vividly, uh, was D'Angelo Sorio. Um, Adam and him were in the same session and, oh, I'm sorry. No, D'Angelo was before him cause he was a lighter weight class. So I was in back, like watching Adam do his thing. And then I saw D'Angelo Sorio warming up for clean and jerk. And I just got like very curious about like what his, um, backroom routine was and stuff like that. And I was like, there's two other photographers like following around. I'm like, what's one more. <laughs> uh, so I just kind of like kept my distance, which if, um, anyone who knows me is keeping my distance is not something I do as a photographer. Um, but like it was my first time. So I was just like super far back and reaching and stuff. Um, yeah, I would say it was curiosity. I was not confident at all. I was trying to be as sneaky as I possibly could be. Uh, yeah. I think anybody who gets started doing anything, you know, you're kind of afraid to tell other people or you're afraid to put it out there. And then usually it ends up not being as bad as you thought. And like you said, people enjoyed your pictures. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I honestly sent them out to folks thinking like, they'll never respond, but it's cool. Whatever. If they see it and they like it, cool. If they see it and they hate it, what's one more Instagram message out of the thousands they probably get. So. Yeah, true. What do you think was the biggest difference? So, so you said on another podcast that you were on that you were really drawn to the back room and a lot of people aren't going to be able to compete at a national meet. They don't really know what goes goes on in the meets like you see what's out on the platform you see people lifting huge weights what's what's the difference that drew you into the back room to kind of watch what's going on between counting cards and warm-up sets and all of that uh so the first meet i went to was at milwaukee barbell um and it was the brew city open i don't remember which one it was but it was back in 2015 and i like saw everyone oh sorry knocked out my damn headphone um i saw everyone in the back room like in this hurried just manner and like it seemed like it was just utter chaos um and we were talking a little bit before but like plates are missing and someone has like three two and a half kilo plates on one end of the bar and, like a, just like completely mismatched it doesn't make any sense and um there are coaches running down the stairs to the cards to like change attempts and running back up and telling an athlete he has to take a lift like right now. Um, and then there's like this chaos and commotion and then people walk up to the competition stage and then they make a lift and then they walk away. And it's like, people only saw the 
walk up, lift, walk away. And they didn't see all the other crazy shit that was going on back here. Um, and so witnessing that and just, that's mainly what I did when I first started um, documenting my team was like, they, they obviously they cared about their competition list, but I was way more interested in watching them like warm up, having them, seeing them like miss one of their last um, attempts before they did their opener and like, freaking the fuck out a little bit and then being able to come back and um make the lift on stage so like that was really interesting to me um and um yeah i just knew that other people like the competition stage like people had that covered but no one really was able to see what was going on in back and i i selfishly wanted to document it because i thought it was cool um and it was definitely the most interesting part to me, but I wanted other people to see, like, you get to see this huge, cool lift, which is awesome, but check out, like, all the stuff that happened beforehand. Have you always been a person to just kind of go towards your interests? Like, you see something that's interesting and, like, kind of gravitate towards that? Yeah, so I have a little bit of an obsessive personality. Um, I don't know if, uh, yeah, uh, that's, pretty much how I do about everything is I find some like all right so coffee I thought I hated coffee um and then one of my old friends um I was at a CrossFit competition and he like made me a good cup of coffee and like he like like I was actually good and I was like okay I'm kind of interested in this he like started to tell me all the intricacies and like well, this coffee's from this region, so it's going to give you this kind of flavor, and, like, you have to brew it this way. And I, I went overnight from someone who didn't give a damn about coffee at all to someone who was, like, researching it in all of my free time and, like, wanting to know as much as I can about it. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely how I interact with the world is if something piques my interest, I'm in 100%. Yeah, I think that definitely makes for the best content. Like if you start to chase stuff because you think other people will think it's cool, usually people can tell. Like I know when I've done podcasts where I wasn't really interested in the person, it it just felt off. And I think people, other people could feel that too, that it's like the connection just wasn't there. But when I talk to people like you and elite weightlifters, I'm super interested. And I think that comes out and it, it comes out in your work as well. Thanks, man. Yeah, I definitely think that that's huge. So who's your favorite weightlifter to film? So that's, I, I, I know you sent me that question as something to like prepare for. And I'm never prepared to answer that question because I, it really, I don't, I don't know that I have one. I mean, most of the people that I really enjoy to document are my friends so when it comes to i have a really hard time so this goes back to the interesting we were just talking about but i have a really hard time documenting um and taking photos in general of people that i'm not close to um so my best work comes through when i'm like following my friends and um so i don't oh man i don't know i don't i don't a lot of people Basically, if you scroll through my Instagram, I think you'd be able to get a pretty good idea of like who I 
tend to like to document, but it's just the people I'm the closest to are the ones that I have the most fun time documenting. Gotcha. I think is the only way I can really describe that. That's fair. Do you have like a, a favorite competition memory or something that you saw where you're like, that's really cool. Like I definitely want to put that out there. Uh, so in Italy for the Roma world weightlifting cup or something like that, I can't remember what it was Roma 2020 WWC, whatever that ends up being. Um, I don't know about like the coolest moment, but definitely the most fun moment was uh, Paris. We were in back and Spencer was making, well, so there was like this room detached from uh, the training hall and it was like a place for people to get like worked on and stuff like that. Uh, but Team USA used that as sort of like our pregame room. And so Harrison was just about to go out um, and Spencer does this, um, ritual where he makes coffee for the athletes that he has going up. Um, so he was making coffee for the entire, um, people back there, uh, the entire group of people back there. And, uh, Harrison, while Spencer was making coffee, he just started to stack a bunch of stuff. Um, and I have a photo of this somewhere. I don't think I ever posted it. Um, but he just like starts to take a bunch of different like things like a container of like pre-workout and a Gatorade cup and like he just builds a stack of stuff right um and it's like the most proud you've ever seen a human being he's just like elated and um just like super stoked on this little tower he made and um I don't know that was one of my first interactions with Harrison and I'm like all right cool this is what this dude's like he's just like um not at all like you'd expect him to be just sort of like quiet reserved and likes to have fun and make stacks of random stuff. I don't know. Um, that's probably one of my favorite memories from a weightlifting meet. And I know it has nothing to do with weightlifting or even touching a barbell, but that um, just like, I don't know. He's a young, uh, I don't want to say kid, but he's younger. So like seeing that innocence of just like, he's going to go to the Olympics and he's going to be this like huge athlete. And he already is this huge athlete. He's gone to worlds and he's one of the most noted um, weightlifters in USA. And he's just like this innocent dude having fun with stacking stuff up. I don't know. Yeah. And then he just happens to walk out and put 350 pounds over his head. Like it's no big deal. Yep. <laughs> and we're a bacon shirt. We're a bacon shirt the whole time. Yeah. That's awesome. I think those moments are the best that like you, you would never get to see that you kind of, you just think he's super serious out there. He probably, you know, doesn't care about anything else besides weightlifting and here you're kind of able to capture that moment that no, he's a, he's a human being. He's having fun before the competition. It's not that big a deal to him. And then he just happens to be super good at weightlifting. Yeah. He's also one of the nicest people I've ever met and had the chance to hang out with he's just a really cool dude and um yeah he's awesome yeah that's a that's a really cool story man so when you're you know at these meets you're basically self-funding these things you're you're going by yourself so how does that work you just decide hey this meet would be interesting let me go there 
Uh, sort of for national meets, it's, um, it's less of a risk. Cause I know that, um, I'll probably be able to make at least a little bit of money, um, doing the things that I do. Um, especially when I'm doing stuff for lifting life, I'll be able to make a little bit of money there, but yeah, it's basically just like, let me find the cheapest plane tickets I can. Let me find the uh, most rundown Airbnb or hotel I can uh, within walking distance of the venue um, and just kind of go for it. Uh, the biggest gamble, I don't want to say gamble because it was like, it was going to be great either way, but um, going to Italy. Um, uh, Team USA couldn't, um, like USA weightlifting couldn't pay me at all to do anything. Um, and lifting life didn't have a budget for me to go there and do anything. So it was just like, cool, I'm going to book this flight. And I think I booked the Airbnb like a night before I got there. Um, and it was again, like the cheapest Airbnb I could find within a 10 minute walk of the venue. Um, but yeah, it's basically just like knowing that I go in assuming that I have to go in assuming that I'm not going to make any money on it. So like making sure I'm financially okay to do it. Um, and then just trying my best to do what I really like to do and hopefully make it work. Uh, uh, that's how it is for national meets for local meets, um, and stuff where folks pay me to go out. It's a little bit different, but, um, for national meets and stuff like that, it's very much so get yourself out there and make things happen. Do you have a full-time job that you're doing as well? Uh, this, this is like, yeah. Um, I tried to have, uh, part-time jobs while I was, so when I first started, I was a full-time, uh, CrossFit coach and personal trainer. Uh, and that worked for a bit. And then I ran out of sick, not sick days. I ran out of vacation days. Um, and I was like, I want to go on this trip. And they were like, cool. Either you have to go to part-time or you're not going, um, sort of thing. And so I, the last month or so I worked there, I was working part-time and then I just ended up uh, quitting because I also moved out to Massachusetts and I was going to get a part-time job out there. Um, so I was living in Madison at this time. Um, this is back in mm, spring of 2019. And then I moved out to Massachusetts um, and I got another part-time job as a personal trainer and while well, I was like traveling around and stuff. Excuse me. And um, that worked for a very short time because uh, they told me that I could like make my own schedule. It could be super flexible. I wouldn't have to work that many hours. And uh, it turned out that that was not the case at all. And they were like expecting me to be there for 40 hours a week. And like only I'm still not sure about the ethics of that business. Cause they were like, Oh yeah, just be here like 40 hours a week. And we'll pay you for like 20. I'm like, this doesn't add up. I don't understand. Um, it's like, yeah, you just need to be here and walk around when you're not getting paid to do it. And I'm like, but why? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, so I don't know what's going on with that place. So I left there. Um, and then uh, since that time, this is back in, I think, fall of 2019. Since then, it's just been uh, just been this. That's really cool. 
What it so what's your what's a day in the life look like? It, I know it's it's tough in these times. A lot of people are working from home and stuff. So how do you stay focused or what's your process like with with you know how you're posting content or where you're going to to photo people and stuff like that? Yeah, so a day in the life typically looks like wake up around eight ish, uh, make some coffee and sit down and like try to plan out my day. Um, and like look at what I have coming up and where I need to be. Uh, so like next week I'm going to be in Texas. And so, um, this morning I'm just like, I made a list of like a mental list. Cause I'm not going to write that down. Who does that? Um, I need to edit some of the, uh, the rest of the photos from Florida state champs. Um, I have to make sure my order goes through on apparel that we just did. Um, and a couple other things that of course are not at the top of my mind right now. Um, but I have to kind of get that done by mo- um, before Monday. Cause that's when I leave. Um, and then probably spend like, two, three hours just going through all that stuff. Um, I'm learning how to longboard. So I'll probably take like a 45 minute break to mess around on that and try not to break my leg, which I almost did yesterday. Um, and then I'll come back and finish up the things that are absolutely urgent um, by like four or five and then I'll go train and then I'll come back and I'm currently living with uh, my best friend and his wife. So we'll have dinner and um, watch some Netflix and I'll probably edit a little bit here or there. Um, maybe write a little bit, break out the typewriter and read and then sleep. And that's uh, that, when I'm at home, that's what it looks like. Very interesting. So what's like, if people don't know barbell stories, you do the photography, obviously, and then you do a lot of posts where you're telling a story, what's actually going on, because you, you obviously can't see all that when in the back room of meat. So you're taking a picture. What makes you decide to actually sit down and be like, let me write the story about this. If it, mm sorry that's like a process I never had to like actually like think about um typically I have a pretty decent so back to like the obsessive personality um if there's something I see or notice that like really interests me I will remember it very vividly um and so Oftentimes, honestly, especially if it's like, if it's a post I make and it's like talking about something that happened like two to three or even two to three months or even a year ago, um, it's just sort of like a memory that keeps creeping up on me. Um, and I'll like see it through in my head like two or three times and it'll finally bug the hell out of me enough that I'll like sit down and I'll go back and like I have, I never delete a photo or video. So I have like, dozens of terabytes of data and I'll like find the hard drive that this memory's on and I'll go back and look through the photos and seeing like seeing the physical like uh, manifestation of what I was remembering just brings out even more of it um and there's typically like especially if there's 
like loud music or something there's a song that's related to it so i'll like turn that on and i'll like go through the photos and um i'll just start writing um so the i posted a thing last night about jason bonnick at florida state um and sort of the same thing happened with that it was just like this memory of him um being at the venue at like 8 a.m and then him competing at like 10 p.m because it went way over like uh the schedule super behind um and just like remembering that process of him uh being coached under brian again and um there's this stupid freaking song um it's called stir fry by migos i think i think it's yeah, by yeah. Migos. i i i loathe that song um but it was strongly associated with this memory i was having so I begrudgingly turned it on and I found all the photos I wanted and like remembered each part of it. And I just sat down and wrote the story. Um, and that's like where most like 99% of what I'm posting, that's what's happening. It's just like, there's this memory that like, I can't seem to let go of and I obsess over it and I just put it together. So it's basically like, hauntings of my mind is just what's what's the what the pages that's crazy do you ever like journal or anything or you're just this is strictly based off the the music and the you just remember it i just remember it i've been told several times i need to start journaling um and i i know i need to because there are definitely going to be things that i'll forget that i'll want to remember um but I also like the idea of how romanticized the memory becomes because I know it's not 100% accurate. I'm leaving out some of the maybe more negative things that were happening at the time and to remember only the good and like to have that nostalgic um, feeling about it. Just kind of, I like that. And I, um, so I don't know, I, I need to get into journaling so I can remember, more adequately remember what was going on and fact check myself but uh, for right now and for all it has been it's just been strictly top of my mind wow yeah i'm a big fan of of journaling but a lot of times like i'll think oh i'll journal about that in the morning and then i have no recollection of it the next day i can't even tell you oh really you know what happened the day before i'll have a really strong memory like i need to write this down then I'll wake up in the morning and be like, what was I thinking about? No idea. So, so I, I do recommend that even if you had like a little pocket size one, if you just carried it around at meets and been like, you know, this, is, this is what happened. This was really cool. So I actually do have one and I carry in my camera bag. I have three of them. I have held up two fingers. I have three of them. Um, and what ends up happening is instead I'll get like one or two words and they'll just be like, just like on repeat in my head and I'll write those two words down and I'll come back to it. And then it like associates with that memory I was having. So I don't like write down everything. It's just like literally one or two words that I want to absolutely remember. And it could be like completely insignificant, but it's just like, so yeah, I have those three books and I don't use them for that purpose and what they're there for. And yeah, I'm just, I'm weird. <laughs> That's all right. I think, you know, it's great that that weightlifting, especially American weightlifting, where it's not that popular, 
that you're doing the behind the scenes work that people can, can get this stuff out and know how interesting of a sport it is. A lot of people, you know, you're watching football, you're watching baseball or basketball and you're like weightlifting. These guys are throwing barbells over their head. Like, what are they actually doing? Is that 200? That doesn't sound like it's that heavy. And then you're like, Oh no, kilos is a different thing. So I think there's just a lot of, a lot of stuff that, that you're getting out there about weightlifting. That's really cool. That's, that's helping a lot of people. Thanks, man. That means a lot. Yeah. So what are the plans for the future? Are you going to head to nationals? Yeah. Nationals is tricky. Um, so obviously because of the precautions happening with uh, coronavirus, uh, I can't do what I would normally do, um, which is like we were talking before, there's usually not a whole lot of distance placed between me and whoever I'm, I'm like there. Uh, but that's not a thing I can do this year. Um, and they're like having two spots. It sounds very like hook grip esque where you're just going to be like in the corner of the platform, plat- platform, <laughs> platform, and you can't move from that area. Um so I'll go. Um, I don't really know what the landscape for me will look like. Um, other than like doing what I can to do what I do, but yeah, uh, I'll go to nationals. I'm, I'm going to a lot more local meets now. Um, I, I'd done that before too, obviously, uh, before the pandemic, but I, forgot how much I love local meets more than I like national meets um, just because of there it, there's the same pressures on the line I shouldn't say there's the same pressures on the line there's comparable um, pressure on the line but people seem to be way more relaxed um, and you can get a lot closer to people and like learn a lot more about them at a local meet as opposed to a national meet where there's four platforms going at the same time and there's chaos. And um, so I'm planning on doing a lot more local meets and obviously be because they are also safer at the moment. Um, just like sheer amount of people. And um, they're generally pretty good about taking good precautions and things like that. But hoping to do a lot more of those. Yeah. What I learned about the local meets, cause I did a couple national meets in a row and then I went back to a local one in, uh, I want to say it was like September or October, but the community there is so strong in weightlifting. You miss that when you're at a national meet and no one's really helping you out. You know, you have your coach, you have your people loading that are on your team. But when you go to a local meet, everyone's cheering for you. Everyone wants every single competitor to do well. People are hanging on to every lift. And I just think that that part is really cool. That's something that gets missed a lot in these competitive meets. You're watching, you know, Team China and compete against Russia, USA. There's not that camaraderie. But when you go to your local gym, your CrossFit gym, and you just see how, how deep the sport of weightlifting actually is. Yeah. And when you said about community, it's, uh, I've been to Florida a couple times now. Um, and it's just crazy to see like Florida has a huge weightlifting community. Like it's really big. Their state meet was 
a couple weekends back, and I think there was over 400 competitors. Uh, it was basically like a national meet. Um, but each time you go there and each time you see these coaches interacting with each other again, it's like a family reunion. Um, and you definitely get that feeling of like these people have athletes that are competing against each other. Sure. But there's like a deep care and respect that, um, I mean, you see it at national meets too, uh, but to a lesser extent, it's not as, um, it's not as noticeable, I would say, um, because especially at these local meets, like everyone's trying to make sure the meet also runs well, um, which at a national meet, that's like completely entirely out of your control. Um, so yeah, just seeing that care is a, that's pretty big. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of that. Yeah, me too, for sure. So I just have one final question for you. This is the better than yesterday question. You can take this in weightlifting, photography, life, whatever you want to take it. But if you had any one piece of advice that's small enough to write on a sticky note to give to people that's going to help them become today a little bit better than they were yesterday, what would it be? Challenge yourself. Um, I know that's probably cliched and I don't know if anyone else has used that yet. And if they have, I'm real sorry, but that's also mine. Uh, yeah. Uh, especially when it comes to being an artist, uh, the, I, you just got to kind of wing it sometimes. And even if you don't feel 100% confident, what in the hell are you doing? Cause I feel confident what I'm doing about 20% of the time. Uh, I mean, like, even when I came to writing my first, like, story of John North at Nationals, I didn't consult him. Uh, I didn't consult anyone as to if it was a good idea or not. Um, I was genuinely thinking he might be a little bit pissed off at me for, like, documenting that side of the competition. Um, but if you want to in any facet of life, if you want to do more than what you're currently doing or just do what you're doing better, you have, you have to challenge yourself. It has to be like a daily pursuit of trying to do something that's scary. Um, and yeah, uh, obviously like, don't take that the wrong way and like think that you have to be uncomfortable all the time. Like, Comfort's an okay thing. It's just making sure you're comfortable in the right circumstances. And if being comfortable to you looks like doing the same thing every single day and you don't want to be there anymore, then got to be uncomfortable a little bit. Yeah. And that that's going to expand too. Like I'm sure the first national meet you were at, you were probably nervous and scared and didn't really know what was going on. But now to you, that's probably just like just another day. Uh, no, I definitely still get nervous. I get ner like there's not a moment until probably the last session. The super heavyweight sessions are the only time I'm actually comfortable. Everything leading up to that, I am scared on my mind. I don't want to be in anyone's way. I'm always like super anxious that I'm like going to screw someone up. There's I'm it's I still get very nervous. Um, it, it helps having people in back that you're with. I, this is another reason why I really like documenting my friends because I know that around them, like they know me and they're 
cool with me being there and like uh but if they're strangers man <laughs> no i'm definitely that's not that's not a comfortable place for me uh, uh i've been told to buzz off a couple times uh or at least like give people space and it's just like oh i'm sorry this is what i normally do i don't know what i'm doing i'm just gonna f off over here for a few minutes and try not to freak out um yeah no i'm there's there's very rarely an instance where i'm feeling confident in what i'm doing Ah, that's, that's good to hear though, man. I think people need to hear that side. You, you might see what you're putting out on Instagram and it's like, this is so easy to him, but you're saying it's not, it's tough. It's scary as hell. There's yeah, it's not, I mean, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. Like I would not, I would, there's nothing else I want to be doing, but it's, it's not easy. That's for sure. And it's definitely not comforting. Where can people go if they want to find your work? Uh, so I really suck at social media. So there's really only one place. Uh, I guess two because YouTube, but like I don't count that as social media. But you can go to YouTube and find my stuff. Um, I think my YouTube is my name. Uh, it might be my name. Although it's, it's either Will Brault or it's um, Barbell Stories uh otherwise the the easiest way to find everything is just go to instagram uh find barbell stories and then click the link in my bio and then there's like some videos backlog there and you can just click on one and then you'll find my youtube there for sure um but yeah barbell stories and instagram is the pretty much the best and only way to really see everything all right awesome man well i'll get that linked up in the show notes thank you so much for doing this this was a blast thanks man it was a lot of fun And that does it for this week's episode. Thank you again so much to Will for coming on the show. Really fun conversation with him. I'm glad I got the chance to pick his brain, what makes him tick in photography and weightlifting. So if you guys want to give him a follow, it's at Barbell Stories on Instagram. As always, that will be linked up in the show notes. If you guys really enjoyed this episode, just take a quick screenshot, put it on your story and tag both of us. We would definitely appreciate that one. Just a heads up, there's not going to be an episode on Friday this week. Uh, It's Thanksgiving, so I hope you guys have an awesome Thanksgiving. Enjoy some time with your family, and uh, I look forward to talking to you guys on the next one. Take care.